Hey everybody, long time no listen. <laughs> long time no record. Yeah, it's been a while. How is everybody doing on this lovely Friday 11, 11, 11, 11. 11. 11. Yes. It is Trevor McGee from Lawrence.com and Eric Moline from ScenesStealers.com. And this is the Scene Stealers podcast. And I'm going to use this as our one-year anniversary show, even though that was on Halloween. Oh, okay. Well, we, we didn't we didn't do a podcast then. So. We're like an old married couple. Anniversaries don't matter no, at all. No. We, we don't even sleep in the same bed anymore. It's such a shame. Yeah. We're, we're a joke. But we know each other so well we can't go anywhere else. So. Yeah. Kind of like uh, J. Edgar Hoover and uh, Clive Tolson. Good segue. <laughs> Good segue. Today we're going to talk about J. Edgar, and if we have some time, we're going to talk about The Way. At Liberty um, Hall. At Liberty Hall, Yeah. Um, but I really want to devote as much time as we can to J. Edgar because uh, that's the big movie. Um, we are officially in the Oscar season. It's it's, it's upon us. And uh, I think this is going to be a big front runner when it's time. Um, really? I do. Yeah. I don't. Really? I think this movie is going to disappear and sink like a stone. Well, we'll see. So let's let's get started with uh, J. Edgar. J. Edgar is Clint Eastwood's new film starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Army Hammer. Um, about J. Edgar Hoover. What I want to know is where was Army's brother in this? <laughs> he was a stunt double. It's, it's when you hire twins, uh-huh. you can just re- you can just shoot okay. all day long because okay. you can just swap one out. Yeah. So, so it was like uh, the Olsons, uh-huh. in, uh, exactly like that. Yeah. yeah, written by you've got Dustin name. Lance Black. Yeah, the yeah. Oscar-winning screenwriter of Milk. That is correct, and um, it really. It's a biopic, if you couldn't tell by the name and everything else associated with it. And it really takes a kind of holistic view of uh, Hoover's life or, or, or his career. It doesn't really focus on his life as much as J. his Edgar career. Hoover, director yes. of the FBI director for of the FBI. over 40 years. Mm-hmm. Revolutionized Man. fingerprinting, was at the um, forefront through some clever marketing on his own part of uh, the whole the, the crime epidemic that, that raged across the U.S. during the depressions with bank robberies and then um, he also got involved in spying, spying on communists and spying on He didn't like ourselves. activists. He did he not like, like an extremism. Uh, he didn't like to have, uh, uh, what do you call, leverage against political figures. Oh, yeah. That was his favorite thing to do. So the, the movie, um, because the movie takes such a holistic view of his life or such a, a, a long-form view, it falls into some pretty um, cliched ways of doing that, specifically narration and flashbacks. And they use the sort of tired... Uh, construction that he's dictating his side of the story right. to somebody. Right. So the the setup is very familiar. You've seen it before. You're you're aware of what um, is going on, and um, it it kind of goes by the wayside and gives you more time to focus on other things. Um, I'll say that the I think the structure of the film is a little shaky. The way that it jumps around in uh, continuity is a little. little if he um, also because of its deliberate pace, it's a bit bloated at a little over two and a half hours. I think they could probably have lost fifteen minutes, maybe even thirty, and still have told a, a similar story. I think it's a little under two thirty actually. It was like two seventeen or something. Really? Yeah, I okay. think so. Well, it felt like it, it did felt, feel long. Yeah, the pace felt, certainly flagged. It's a very deliberate movie, and and um, some of the positive things I would say about it, I, I really did enjoy. Uh, DiCaprio's performance. I think Army Hammer should get a uh, supporting actor nomination for sure. <laughs> I think Army Hammer's rubber-faced makeup should get a. That's what uh, I was gonna say. This yeah. is yeah. Let me say nice things and then I'll okay. Say you're gonna say the nice things. <laughs> so I'm first. gonna say the nice things. Um, also, I think it was beautifully shot. 
How and, could he act under all that? That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, he, that's why <laughs> he should get nominated. Was gone. <laughs> that's why he should get nominated. Uh, cinematography, I thought it was a gorgeous movie to look at. And uh, Eastwood did the soundtrack, and it's one of his more reserved and um, subtle soundtracks. I actually found myself liking it a little bit more than I thought I would. All his soundtracks are subtle. They're almost like background music. I never even noticed that yeah, they Yeah. You know? So... Um, those are the nice things I have to say about it. So, do you want to chime in yet, or should we? You want to yeah, say anything no, nice I mean, about it? Uh, for me, it's it's just. Uh, a I, very oh, and I will say, you 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 hit uh, Army Hammer's makeup. I actually liked DiCaprio's makeup. I think his old man J. Edgar makeup was pretty spot on. It looked pretty great. Anyway, do you want? All right, let's have the makeup discussion then before I give you my big <laughs> okay. thesis. Uh, the thesis. The, yeah, I have a thesis. Uh, he, the he, makeup. Every time we do one of these, he comes in with a notebook. It's like yeah. a little leather bound notebook. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've already written my review, so it's really easy for me to mm-hmm. to, to talk about this because I already had a big big uh, think time about it. Okay. Here's here's the deal with the makeup, and I wrote an entire like I started writing a, a parenthetical mm-hmm. in my in my review, and it ended up being like. Five or six sentences. So it's like half the review. But basically, here's my theory on the makeup. I have a thesis and a theory. That's too many things. I know. The makeup theory is is this. Uh, The makeup is probably as good as it could have been. Old man makeup is never easy to do. Naomi Watts gets the old woman makeup. It was a problem for Eastwood and Flags of Our Fathers. It's a problem here, uh, specifically on Army Hammer. Uh, Like you mentioned, I think think that Leo's makeup isn't necessarily better or worse. I just think Leo's character uh, was more established by that point, and maybe uh, his makeup was a little bit more subtle, whereas I think Hammer has a harder time because... Uh, you know, he's kind of this supporting, uh, you know, best friend, loyal, loyal character. And, also, and then he's just covered. Yeah. His, his cheeks are just and, covered and, and in you this know, stuff yeah, and you can't his, see him anymore. Uh, yeah, a lot of his expression is muted. Also, you know, his character does have a stroke, so that also limits the amount right. of, and that's part of, of yeah, movement yeah. he can have. The main thing that got me about his – I don't want to make this all about the makeup, by the yeah. way. We no, that's just my little, my little thing. I think real the, quick, the, the other th- performance rises above it is yeah. what I'm saying. The other thing um, – Army Hammer doesn't have any lips. When you get old, your lips don't go away. Yeah. And they, they didn't there's, – there's no definition. He doesn't have a color to his lips. They just kind of forgot. So he looks like a burn victim almost. Yeah. It's That weird. was the most distracting thing to it. That and, you know, he was very his, – his expressions were very um, stony, I guess yeah. would be the nice thing. But when he's not in makeup during all the flashback stuff, I thought he was, was fantastic. And his physicality is great uh-huh. as, as an old person. Yeah, there's like a that sweetness really well. and a yeah. gentleness to him in the past and then in the in – the, well, it's all in the past. But um, in the more recent past, he's uh, – uh, that still transcends. That, that aspect of his character is still there, but, yeah, it is buried under a bunch of makeup. So, so for me, J. Edgar is a very flawed film, and I'll tell you why. Uh, but, but its flaws are fascinating to me. Yeah. You've got a, a, a gay activist, mm-hmm. uh, Oscar-winning screenwriter, who, who, who wrote this script of uh, our embattled FBI director who the rumors are that he was uh, a closeted homosexual – and that, or or at least he was a confirmed closeted homosexual, but maybe he liked to uh, wear dresses as well, and maybe he had a relationship with his best friend Clyde right. Tolson. Uh, Dustin Lance Black is putting a lot of uh, innuendo, uh, and he's having a lot of fun, frankly, with uh, some of these ideas. And the movie, at, at certain times, approaches kind of uh, a campy uh, vibe, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then you have Clint Eastwood, who is 
uh, very old-fashioned, and his storytelling approach uh, is very basic. Yeah. Uh, and 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 he's trying to cram in all this historical stuff that they're also trying to do the Lindbergh kidnapping. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and his interactions with Bobby Kennedy. Sure. And and so all these little things feel like they're kind of forced in, and I feel like maybe if if. Uh, Another director had handled this material. It might have been a better movie. Yeah. Um, now that, that that being said, these these guys are constantly fighting each other. Their styles. I, I think there's some really interesting stuff in this movie. So yeah. uh, as a two and two hour and twenty minute uh, piece of work, it doesn't you know hold your attention the entire time. But for, from my standpoint, just from history and knowing what I know about J. Edgar Hoover and being able to compare and contrast this with a movie like Public Enemies uh, is kind of fascinating. Um, it, it certainly isn't a, a, a perfect film, and I think that come Oscar time, uh, it will be lucky to get much notice at all. Really, honestly, I think that, that they um, love Eastwood, man. They always love Eastwood. Yeah, but you know, uh, Invictus um, didn't do, uh, didn't get a Best Picture nom. Uh, Hereafter didn't get one. I think uh, Changeling. He's kind of um, he hasn't been you know making his greatest work recently, and and yeah. and this movie just isn't isn't up his alley. It isn't the kind of movie that he's known for. Um, yeah. That said, I really like the cinematography. Like you said, he did a really good job with the, the go- yeah, DOP gorgeous movie, of separating yeah. all of the different eras. So yeah. when we do have these flashbacks, the color schemes are really different for yeah. each one of them. So we know kind of where we're at. We can figure that out. Um, the flashback thing wasn't as annoying as the narration was for me. I think the narration was really over the top sometimes. The narration was over the top. And, and they, they kind of sneak in a twist almost at the end. I mean, because the entire time you've been getting J. Edgar's version of the story. And, and I like that, actually. And then surprise, like, you know, it's a little bit of a twist. It, it, I, I liked it as well. I kind of would have liked it the more if they had played that up front. Yeah. You know, if we got his version and then the real version or, you know, like if he was reinterpreting almost because they're already using voiceover. Right. So it would have been interesting if you'd gotten his voiceover and he describes it one way, but we're seeing it. A different way. Somebody tweeted tweeted to me right after the movie that that was something that they didn't like, that they felt cheated by that. And yeah. I could see where they're coming from, but I found it to be kind of an interesting device. It's just an it unnecessary right into his character. It did, and, and it and that's why I give it a pass. But it, you know, I I would have liked it better, and it would have saved that sort of gotcha kind of MacGuffin they do. Uh, you know, I, honestly, again, fascinated we, by this movie. That, was it a great film? No, I'm recommending it. Yeah. But uh, only if you're a serious film if fan. If you're Doris you Kearns Goodwin, if you're Doris Kearns Goodwin, you should probably watch it. No, I, you know, if you, if you are into historical movies, if you like biopics, if you're familiar or unfamiliar with the character and would like to know more, um, or even if you like Clint Eastwood, you know, I think those are all good reasons to see this movie. I really don't fit into any of those uh, categories completely, <laughs> yeah. but I was still fascinated just by he's not a sympathetic character, but you do gain some understanding, and you do at times feel sorry for him. I, mean, I he, actually think he quickly undoes any sort of sentiment you develop for him. I actually think Black does make him to be a fairly sympathetic character. See, I, I didn't have any sympathy, but I had a better understanding or appreciation for some yeah. of the things that he did. Um, but other things, you know, he was just. His mommy issues. His crazy mommy stuff can't attribute for him just being a petty jackass, right. which he is at several points in the film, and that's just that's just being a baby. Right. You know, it's not that's not um, mommy issues there. But this um, this this homosexuality uh, and and his mother's opinion that towards scene that is cemented, heartbreaking. Cemented his attitude for his entire life because he ran his entire life that way. Yeah. 
you know and so uh, yeah. that if the, if that in fact is true and it has been debated i think that that makes an interesting yeah uh that makes for an interesting basis for this character study and more character less historical stuff i think would have been a better film yeah i agree still though fascinating and i kept thinking i mean it's not fair to compare it but i kept thinking to another uh, dicaprio biopic obviously the aviator and what i liked a lot about the aviator was one that it happens in real time there's no flashbacks or narration and and two they choose not to focus on the span of of uh howard hughes his career they start and he's yeah. already making movies he's yeah. already established he's already rich he's already inherited and they only his go family up to sports. a certain point and they only go up to the spruce right. goose and that's it yeah. and i i liked that there's more to it and they allude to that and in it kind of if you're curious you can find out more but there's they some don't but they, they don't, don't try and cram in you know just how crazy he got yeah down the road. The Aviator I mean, is a far superior film from J. Edgar. Let's I, just say that. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, I'm a huge fan of that movie anyway, but that, yeah. that is the one that I, I, I kept going back to probably just because of DiCaprio, but also, you know, I, I prefer Scorsese's filmmaker over Eastwood anyway. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I guess rock fist rating, then you would give it a minor up since yes. you were, yes, yeah. I would probably do the same. I think we kind of, I think we liked it more than, I think we both liked it more for the same reasons than I think you realized. Um, Interesting. It's not great yeah. by any means. I wouldn't give it a Swiss fist. It does enough interesting kind of bizarre stuff. And the performances are strong enough that I think it gives it a, a minor up for me as well. So let's talk about the other movie that's at Liberty Hall real quick. You can you can tell me all about that since I haven't heard or I haven't seen it. And I don't yeah. think I've even heard of it. So at Liberty Hall right now is The Way. Mm-hmm. It's a movie directed by and written by Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars his father, Martin Sheen who plays um, the father of a, a son who has gone overseas and died. Mm. And he is on the Santiago de Compostela, which is this, um, this big journey that people take, uh, a spiritual journey. It's a, it's a, they walk across you know, miles mm-hmm. and miles and miles uh, uh, to, to get to this um, church. And... Um, uh, basically, Martin Sheen's character is a, a kind of a a lonely, uptight, you know, American, mm-hmm. and he doesn't understand why his son, who's played by Emilio Estevez, in in flashbacks in this movie because he dies right away in the in the first scene, um, doesn't understand why his son wants to do this kind of thing and doesn't understand. You know, he's not furthering his career. He's not doing anything. He's on this this spiritual yeah. quest, and he just doesn't understand it. And um, he goes over to pick up the body and ends up deciding that he's going to finish the journey for his son. Oh. So um, it, it has this kind of TV movie quality to it. Yeah, a it's a really bit. S- simple plot, but I like I like simple plots. Yeah, um, and and honestly, you know, you can kind of predict what's going to happen. He's going to start out not wanting to do this and being stubborn and why right. is my son? And then by the end, he'll have this awakening. Fight he's going to meet it. colorful and, characters yeah. along the way. And all of that stuff does happen. But there's so... Is there an acoustic guitar-driven soundtrack? Oh, man. I saw this two months ago. I don't I don't think so. Ah, see, that's... But that, I, I, I wouldn't doubt that it. Would be yeah, I can't trick. really remember the, the score. Um, but I'll, I'll say this about it. It's charming and it's earnest. It's just too damn earnest to hate, you yeah. know? And Martin Sheen is a terrific actor, um, and, and he's playing uh, a part that, uh, that Emilio has said in interviews uh, he wrote specifically for him. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 I don't know, it's not a movie you need to rush out and see in the theater, um, but if you like uh, the, the idea behind this, uh, I think that, that it's a good film. I think it's, it's, it's put together... 
with a lot of care. And like I said, it's, I think it's biggest quality is that it's just really earnest. And, um, you know, it's about opening up your mind and, and, and all that kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff that makes people feel good. It's about hallucinogens. It's not about hallucinogens. No. In fact, there's very little drugs and if any in there at all. Um, but there is comic relief and there's okay. wacky, there a wacky friend. There's a wacky friend and there's a, a, a woman in trouble and you know, like all a, this kind of stuff. What I like about it, dog or like a little monkey or something. No, like there's no, there's no little pet. animal tag along. <sighs> but what I liked about it also is that Martin Sheen's character is very stubborn. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like most movies, he would open up right away and then be on this journey and be open yeah. to everything. This guy really is not like that for a while, for a long time. Oh, good. For I most like of the movie. Too. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, you know, the way is, is uh, for me, another minor rock fist up, but, um, certainly not a challenging film by any means. Right. Margin calls also at Liberty Hall. Now I didn't see that, but I did have someone review it for scene stealers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they seem to really be into, uh, the, the film it's, it's, uh, a day in the life or a night in the life of a company that's finding out it's going under, right. uh, Kevin Spacey. Jeremy Irons, Space Zachary Man. Quinto, uh, Demi Moore. Um, and so it's a lot of speechifying and a lot yeah. of talking about finances and the crisis and everything. Paul Bettany is in it as well. Um, is he, he an seemed, angel? Is he like a renegade angel that comes back and yeah, saves the company yeah. from financial ruin? Yeah, no, that's Priest. Those are the movies yeah. I would make. I would start <laughs> with I would start with a serious premise and then just have Turn it into a renegade angel come down and just kill everyone and yeah. save, save the company by reinvesting in their own dividends or something stupid and that's how we Fair enough. that's why i don't make movies yeah because i'm an idiot okay it's uh it's you know very timely i suppose um, i suppose it's kind of running out of time i mean i guess the occupy wall street thing has made that relevant for a little bit longer but we're getting yeah. ready to forget about the last three years of financial implosion we really want to and people just keep reminding us about it yeah i think so. i think that it's gonna go definitely it's gonna follow through until the presidential campaign yeah. over and then we'll see what happens have you seen um too big to fail the hbo made for tv i would recommend no. checking that out yeah. um for another type of movie where it's just a bunch of people talking you know right. essentially um it it is a it is a good movie um good made for tv movie it's got a great cast i mean billy crudup giamatti yeah and it, it kind of walks through everything that leads up to the uh, initial tarp and then after, when they go back to the banks and loan all the, give all the banks money and basically say you're going to take this money because not you all have to take it because if one of you takes it and the other one doesn't, it'll make the one that doesn't look weak, or it'll make the one who doesn't look strong, the one who does look weak, or so on, and it'll topple the market. So everyone's taking this money. It's a fascinating movie. And at times it gets a little, you know, politics by numbers. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would, I, you know, it's it's worth checking out if you have an interest in movies like Margin Call. Don't, however, see that. That crappy Ben Affleck movie that we reviewed um, about uh, getting laid off. What is what was that one? Oh, the Company Man. Yeah, don't see, yeah, that don't see horrible. that. Don't see that piece of crap. But uh, you know, if you want to see, if you want to see and learn more, or if you see Margin Call and and want to know more about it, I would really recommend checking out Too Big to Fail. It's an HBO movie. I'm pretty sure it's on demand. If you have HBO, that means you have HBO Go, which means you have access to all of that stuff. If you have a computer or a computer phone. So uh, if you get a chance and you want to know more, I would, I would recommend checking that out. If we're doing out. financial crisis recommendations, I have to recommend Inside Job, yeah. the documentary that won last year. Yeah, that movie That movie incredible. will make you angry. Yeah. It made me very angry. I don't want to watch it again because it, 
I don't like thinking about things. That See, I love angry. I love movies like that. Yeah, it's I a love great I love docs like that that just make me want to change things, and then I drive home and forget about it and watch TV. <laughs> you drive home. <laughs> you know, oh, I just I've got to enact real change, yeah. and then I'm oh a TV. Yeah, you know. there you go. Oh, hey, community's on. <laughs> what are those crazy characters up to this week? Yes. Modern family. Well, that's really it. I mean, this uh, not this week, but next week, um, we've got a screening for the movie I'm maybe most excited about for this fall. What's that? Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I am Absolutely. really looking forward Alfredson's to that. Alfredson's movie, the guy yeah. that did Left the Right One. The guy Left the Right One in. Tom Hardy, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Oh, man, I am looking forward to that. So that's going to be, I think, the 20th. Yeah. Uh, well, we can't serves. talk about it until December. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to see it, and then I'm just going to. If you listen to all the podcasts and then play them at the same time backwards, yeah, coded message, I'll tell you what I think. Nice. But you have to, you have to listen to them all the way up to December. Nice. I'm going to go see it, and then I'm going to see Twilight, and then I'm only going to be able to talk about Twilight. Oh, man. Jack and Jill screened Tuesday, and we didn't go. Shit. God, we're stupid. <laughs> I really I want to see that movie so bad because of how bad it looked. Like, that was the perfect opportunity to go see it. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, free, you mean? Free and yeah. and open for mockery. I actually yes. get to tell someone who's paid to write down the things I think, what I think of it. But then you have to waste your time writing about it. I, yeah, well, or I can just podcast it like I just did. Oh, there you go. Anyway, we got to go. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. It's 11, 11, 11. So uh, if you go out tonight for the show, enjoy it. Um, uh, congratulations to Jackie and everybody on 10 years. Woo-hoo. And uh, you're going to be playing. playing. At 915 yeah, at the Dead Granada. Girls, Dead Girls 915 at the Granada. And uh, if you go to Lucinda Williams, that, that's going to be a pretty good show, too. So it's a good night for music in Lawrence as well. Rock All right. and roll. We'll see you. Have a good weekend. Bye.